Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Text line has been lively on the Charlotte's Men's Clinic. Text line 704-570-9610. Hit those social media buttons. If you haven't already, today is the day. We're going to have the content with the big show, Paul White, on there for you to check out. So we're going to have plenty of that coming soon. And you can do that at WFNZ on X or Twitter, whichever you prefer, and Instagram at HTB Josh, HTB underscore Josh, excuse me, at West Bryan underscore 72, at Walker Mail, and most importantly, at Walker Mail, I mean, at Wes and Walker. That is most important. Thank Twitter. you. That is. You're just are, talking you, about hey, self-promotion. Listen, you are very important. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. So last night, there were some important games being played in the ACC. So let's get to it without any further ado. It is time for the Campus Kona. The Clemson Tigers went down to South Beach, Dade County, ranked number 16, and left out with a 13-point loss to the Miami Hurricanes, who looked like they might be starting to get things back on track between Nigel Pack, Northside O'Meara, and Matthew Cleveland. They scored a combined 71 points on the evening. The Canes shot 53% from the field, 46% from three. The Clemson Tigers got 18 points from Joe Girard third, 16 from Chase Hunter, and 17 from P.J. Hall, but it was not enough. And when we look at this game last night, what do we feel like that that says about Miami? Because there are a group of 2-0 teams at the top of the ACC currently, and we know that it is early in the year. But Miami's 2-0, NC State's 2-0, North Carolina, and Wake Forest are the 2-0 teams right now in the league. Are the Canes the best 2-0 team in the ACC right now? I think so, especially with some of the experience they have coming back. Plus, how about the offensive explosion they had in the second half, scoring 60 points in the last 20 minutes of action? That's what scares you about them is, oh, okay, against a team that was ranked 16th in the country coming in to this contest, and you're able to put up 60 in 20 minutes of action, and you know exactly that. Like, you're never completely safe. If you have a lead going into the locker room and then Miami is just able to blitz Clemson coming out, yeah, I think Miami is probably that answer. Having three guys go for over 20 points. Now, no bench points for the Canes last night, but the starting five able to do enough in order to get them that victory. Yeah, and talking about those guys from Miami, big second halves for many of them. Nigel Pack had 20 points going six for six. Uh, O'Meara had 14 points in the second half. Matthew Cleveland uh, had 16 in the second half, as well as Joseph. So Miami's stars turned up when they needed to uh, in the most important half. But, Fiddy, what did you think about that game last night? We know how you feel about the Clemson Tigers. Do you think it says more about Clemson that they lost this game, or this is just kind of expected going down to Dade County to play a tough Hurricanes team? No, I mean, I was definitely impressed with what Clemson was able to do despite the loss. I got to push back, though, on Walker thinking that Miami's the best 2-0 team in the league. They're talking about a team that got ran out of the gym by Colorado and Kentucky. Like when they played big time opponents before last who, night. Who is it instead? You're going. I guess I was thinking more. Yeah, so I know. As soon as that Carolina, came out of your mouth, that uh, 
I'm he was coming. Carolina's three and two against ranked uh, against ranked teams. No, I would say yes. In my head, to be honest with you, nice call out. I deserve it yeah. because I would still say Let me North. Get that net. <laughs> uh, no, now we're going a little too crazy. Don't let me get Big Show to chop your chest. What I would say is Miami is the best ACC team, the team that I feel most comfortable with outside of North Carolina and Duke. That's what I would say, and so that's how I answered the question. Mm. But you're right, Tar Heels. Blue Devils, those are the two teams, in my opinion, at the top of the ACC. So I deserve to be checked on that. Yeah, no, and I would go with Carolina as well. Surprise, surprise. I mean, Carolina's had the toughest schedule out of all of these teams. And so they've got some big wins under their belt. And like I said, I thought last night was no small feat. I think, like I said, I'm big on psychology and sports. And I think that when you're able to get over a hump against a team that's had your number like they did against Pitt the other night, I think that's going to do wonders uh, for the Tar Heels, and I thought that that was a big win for them. Yeah, any ACC conversation that we have, to me, it's still going to be, at least now, North Carolina, Duke at the top, and then who is vying for that third spot? That's at least how I feel. Now, you asked me about the 2-0 conference question. Wake Forest is right there, Wes. Are you still saying Miami is outside of North Carolina, the best 2-0 conference team right now? Or would you give that to your Demon Deacons, who you've been hyping up the last couple of days? <laughs> yeah, I have been hyping it up, and we're going to get a chance to prove it on Saturday as the Canes come to Winston-Salem. I do love Miami a lot, but yeah, I'm going to go with my Demon Deacons. All right. I think that right now they passed the eye test of me, and a lot of y'all out there gave me grief yesterday when I said it, but you're going to learn. Wake Forest all the time. They get doubted, and then they just have to come and prove you wrong. But I'm telling you, I'm not normally bullish on Wake Forest basketball, but when you see Hunter Salas and Boopy Miller in that backcourt, and then when you see Big Reed and those guys and everybody, Andrew Carman, Wake has got some guys, and Demar Monsanto may be back on Saturday. They said he's ready uh, to go. I heard from a little birdie that, uh, you know, he should be back on Saturday. There's that damn birdie that again. That damn bird, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, moving over, the NC State Wolfpack got a close win over Notre Dame. They got a DJ Burns shot to win the game despite shooting 23%. NC State was 8 of 35 in the second half, shot 16% from three. Notre Dame shot 30%. They didn't do much better. And 16% from three themselves in an ugly basketball game. But NC State was able to pull it out. And so what do we make of the Wolfpack so far? Is this a team that we feel like is going to make some noise? Because they're winning basketball games. But as far as just when you look at the team, I mean, you look at, you check the box last night. DJ Horn has been good. The transfer from Arizona State. Jaden Taylor led with 12 points and DJ Burns had 13. And I said, I'm not sure how great you can be if DJ Burns is one of your top two options. To me, he should be a third or fourth scorer in the pecking order. But what do you think about NC State so far? No, I think I think he can be two, not to you know split hairs over that discussion. I think he can be two for a team that maybe gets to the NCAA tournament and wins a game. But you need some prowess in the backcourt to help you out a little bit more than going a combined six of 24 like Horn and Morcel did in this one so for me uh i think nc state being at 10 and 3 2 and 0 in the conference as it stands right now you have losses to byu all miss you lost on the road by 20 and then tennessee you lost by nine points is 10 and 3 about as good as you could ask for if you're nc state at this point in the season i think so and they've had a, they've had a couple games on their schedule that have been challenging so maybe you could ask for just two losses that one was an ugly win but they got it done and i heard mac talking about this i, I totally agree that move from burns to win the game was a tasty move the post <laughs> in the middle the one thing i would tell you is notre dame let that ball get to burns entirely too easily 
Like, there was just no resistance where Burns is a very skilled player down low. A couple things happened with the Fighting Irish. One, you can't allow him to get the basketball that easily because clearly that's one of their top options. And also, you got to keep your feet down on that. Like, you would rather have Burns take a fadeaway jumper which is exactly how he got his man in the air, faking it and then just stepping through and then nothing but net on the follow through there. Great move. I don't want to take anything away from him, but Notre Dame certainly not sound defensively in that last possession. Freddie, what do you think about the Wolfpack right now? What's your opinion of them? Um, Were you listening? <laughs> I'm trying to be candid and nice. Okay. Yeah, I know you it know, takes a lot for him to formulate good thoughts about them. The NIT will will, will be good to them later this year. <laughs> this is this is not a tournament team by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I would have to agree with him. That's my assessment of them right now. Um, I'm I'm not seeing that either. And so, uh, moving back to football, Clemson running back and former Weddington star Will Shipley announced that he will forego his remaining eligibility and declare for the 2024 NFL Draft. Right now, CBS Sports has him as the number two running back behind Ohio State's Travion Henderson and the number 89 overall prospect. His best season came in 2022 when he rushed for 1,182 yards, 15 touchdowns, added 38 catches, and 242 yards to boot. He finishes his college career with 2,748 rushing yards, 31 touchdowns, another 600 plus yards receiving and so I think he's had a pretty solid career not necessarily as great as I thought it was going to be coming out of high school but still very productive dual threat back is this a guy that the Panthers should target because I think he would be a perfect running back to come in here maybe not with that first pick in the second round and maybe he may not last to the Panthers second selection uh, their third round pick but I think that this would be a guy if the Panthers were uh, able to get him. I think he could be a good fit with his versatility. I, I like the pass catching. You know, when we asked him, he hopped on the show at the beginning of the college football season, and we asked him about beating that mark of 38 receptions in 2022 when Garrett Riley comes over as the offensive coordinator, and he seemed, it felt like he seemed pretty confident in saying that he would have a little bit more involvement in the passing game. Now, two less games that he played here so far, but when you're talking about you know, 31 receptions, seven less. I, You said pretty solid. That's how I feel about Will Shipley. I feel like there's a little more explosion that you could possibly go with from another, another running back. He doesn't run with a ton of power because that's when they would go with Maffa instead. And Maffa was the guy that you probably depended on a little bit more, especially in the second half of the season. And I always thought that Maffa was going to eat in a little bit too much into Will Shipley's production to go to New York, where that was at least a surface level conversation. But he actually became the better running back of the two as the season would go on. I don't know. It. It, I don't get crazy excited. Like, it's one where, okay, I think he'd be solid in a third down, you know, third down game. And I think he could be a good enough change of pace running back, I guess, especially coming out of the backfield. But it's not anything that I get crazy excited for where maybe there's another running back that tests really well at the combine, tests really well athletically, that also was really efficient at their school. But Will Shipley, I wouldn't hate with a third round pick or something like that, fourth round. I, there's just so many other things that you need, Wes. I'd rather focus on some of the other positions and and take a shot at more offensive line depth, wide receiver depth, you know, just anything like that more so than Will Shipley at running back. Yeah, the thing with Ship, too, when he got to uh, college, I thought that he put on – 
obviously good weight because he's a swole cat. He's not out of shape by any stretch of the imagination. But coming out of high school, I envisioned him a little bit different. A lot of people, obviously, they're both white guys, so he got the Christian McCaffrey comparisons. But a lot of that was also because of his versatility. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. He did a lot of that coming out of high school, and he would break a lot of the big runs. And I guess for me in his career, that was the thing that was missing for me that yeah. I thought I would see a lot. I mean, you used to turn on football Friday night. This guy would have three, four touchdowns a night, and he have at least two of them where he's breaking 60, 70, 80 yards. That's what I thought he was going to bring to the Clemson offense, a real home run hitter. He turned into more of a workhorse kind of back for Clemson that could catch the ball occasionally, and I thought that was because he put on a little bit of weight and lost a little bit of speed. Well, that, no, that was right. If we wanted to go with the white running back comparison, McCaffrey was explosive as hell coming oh, out of yes, college. Yes, I, that's. I mean, the comparison, in my opinion, for Christian McCaffrey was Reggie Bush esque. He that, was. That's how explosive and special he was, especially being able to cut on a dime. I don't see the explosion like that with Will Shipley. He can catch. He can run. Can he do anything at a an elite NFL level or even at a level where I want to spend a high draft pick on you? I consider a second-round pick a pretty high draft pick on a player. Those guys end up becoming starters, and I don't necessarily view Will Shipley as a workhorse running back in the NFL. If he's on my team, then I'm bringing him in in third-down situations. I don't know how many carries, like eight to ten, I, right? Like, it's just not anything that I get overly excited about. Yeah. I would agree with you right now. I would agree with you on that one. And so uh, also to close this out, talking more transfer portal, North Carolina's top 2023 prospect, and I'm talking about the state, not the school, Noah Rogers entered the transfer portal on December 31st. He was regarded as the number one player in the state of North Carolina in the 2023 class. And he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He had his career at Roseville High School where he had over 3,200 receiving yards, 37 touchdown receptions, and he was rated the number eight wide receiver and number 53 overall prospect in 24-7 sports' composite rankings for 2023. So who knows where he will end up? A lot of people speculate it could be NC State. You know, I think he should come on to Winston-Salem, but, uh, you You know. like him like that? You're, you're doing the Joey Aguilar pitch. Listen, him. I'll just, uh, you know, with that kind of pedigree as a prospect and still young 2023 class, I will take him all day long.